Hey, Earwolf, Team Coco, and Stitcher listeners. It's me, Ashley Ray, and I'm here to tell you about a special collection of podcasts in honor of Women's History Month. From TV I Say with yours truly, Significant Others with Liza Powell O'Brien, and Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer, we are excited to celebrate all women who are part of the SiriusXM podcast family. So let's toast to these women-led hosts and listen on Amazon Music. Hey, listeners, it's your host from Parks and Recollection, Jim O'Hare and Greg Levine. And we are super excited because we have a very special guest this week, a special episode with Mr. Adam Scott, a.k.a. Ben Wyatt. That's right. And he's going to share with us some behind the scenes memories like his very first table read. I was very nervous, but as table reads were, it was an incredibly warm room and really responsive, really fun atmosphere. So be sure to tune in for an exciting episode of Parks and Recollection, wherever you got your podcasts. Turn your radios down. Now turn them back up because we are back, baby, with a brand new month. And it's your boy, Jacques. And I got a good one for y'all this month. I got the homies rolling through. I got two comedy writers, two podcasters, respectively. Cody Ziegler and Andrew T. And let me tell you about these two fellas. They love action movies. Check. They love comedy. Check. They love food. Don't we all? And they love being black and Asian, respectively, of course. You know what I'm saying? They both are on each side of the fence, but they holding hands through the fence. That's what respectively means. And what better way to celebrate all these things than taking it back to the franchise that dare to ask the question, what if, dot, 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 two minorities? That's it. No white people allowed. But please don't turn it off. Listen, listen, we need y'all. We need your listens because this is the show that you have been waiting for. This month, we are bringing you four amazing episodes right here on Earwolf Presents of a brand new series called Do You Understand the Words That Are Coming Out of Our Mouths? That's right. You knew where it was going, and Andrew and Zig will be discussing a film in the very popular, very amazing, very iconic Rush Hour film franchise with the help of some guests. And they're going to be looking at everything from the fights, the comedy, the attempts at cross-cultural humor, and determining how well these films have held up over time, which, look, if you ask me, I say pretty dang on well. I love them, especially Rush Hour 1. I can't wait for y'all to hear this episode. Now, to help facilitate the Rush Hour franchise breakdown, they're not just going to talk the movies. Andrew and Zig will also be serving up a fusion of Asian and black cuisines. That's right, baby. You get two people of color together on a podcast and we cooking food for y'all. What white podcast you know do that? Probably a few, but you know ain't no seasoning on that food because Andrew and Zig are going to be serving up fusion dishes like 
shrimp fried jollof rice, and potato salad with QP mayo and fish roe. And if you want to know what fish roe is, listen to the episodes because it's going to tell you it's going to be dope and it's going to help determine the strength of the bond between the Asian and black communities. So sit back, relax, get your ears ready, get your giggle box ready, get your taste buds ready. It's time to listen to the new episodes of Do You Understand the Words that are coming out of our mouths. Enjoy, everybody. Welcome to Do You Understand the Words That Are Coming Out of Our Mouths? Uh, it's a podcast where we, uh, you know, look at the strengths of the bond between Black and Asian culture, uh, mostly through the Rush Hour movies and some... <laughs> some few- would say exclusively through the <laughs> Rush Hour movies. You know, in a lot of ways, I don't want to be pigeonholed, but the title really kind of boxes. Yeah, three out of the four times is going to be through the lens of Rush yeah, Hour. Yeah, it's going to be. Um, I'm Andrew T. I'm Cody Ziegler. And we are, we're doing this with the, uh, we're also making some food, mm-hmm. fusing up black culture, Asian culture. culture. A little bit, something else sprinkled in between sometimes. No, it's just yeah. the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know. Mostly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to add something extra, and I, yeah. did, I didn't have the heart to commit to it, so I, I found it instantly. You're always trying to add stuff to the recipes, Zig. I know. You gotta, it's too much, too much. And our guest is Jamel Johnson. He wanted us to say 9-11 denier. We will never, I, ever, ever hey, listen, <laughs> man. that low. The only thing that I denied is that those numbers is next to each other. There's a 10, <laughs> it's a 10 in the middle of that. It's a 10 that's supposed to be in the middle of that. That's, all I, that's how I grew up. It was 10 in there. Not anymore, dog. <laughs> ten, ten no longer exists. We'll, every episode, we'll figure out which one of us is the Jackie Chan and which one of us is the Chris oh, Tucker of metric, the podcast. Metric. Yeah. Uh, so we watch Rush Hour and every every uh, we're watching every- Rush Hour, and this is also the podcast for if you're one of those people that hates um, mouth sounds. Yeah. This is you turn this shit yeah, right, this right, sound right, right the fuck off. Can you write that in the like? Is there like a like a rating thing that yeah, you can put like M for mouth? Mouth, yeah. mouth. Yeah, <laughs> ten out of ten mouth sounds <laughs> rated M for mouth because some people want mouth. Some yeah. people are waking yeah. up yeah. And like they want to know. I yeah. cannot drive to work without hearing someone's mouth because this is this is the show where listen. If this was a white podcast, we could either do a movie podcast or a food podcast. But yeah, because. Yeah. People of color are going to work twice as hard. Yeah. This is both. Yeah, this is both. We <laughs> ostensibly watch one of the three rush hours and then pair, pair it black with Asian dish. A, yeah, a, a fusion-ish dish. Yes. Uh, for reasons too complicated to get into. In the future, it will be more fusion-y, but today we're doing a slight variation, which we're doing a black wing uh, restaurant yes. and a Korean wings restaurant. And then I also made, I, I pulled probably my uh, most ill-advised move yet. Mm. I just thought, 
these black guys might want to try my potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're right. You know what? I did want to see what you had going on. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this you is said real... it like, I was like, where's the potato salad coming from? Yeah. Who's yeah. doing it? And then I was just like, okay, Andrew made this. It's very, is, it's, it's. Did he describe the. It's Japanese as fuck. Because Japanese potato salad is already a thing. Yeah. Um, this is Japanese potato salad mixed with a mostly like traditional like black American potato salad recipe, yeah. except I use Japanese mayo, mm -hmm. which is like much less tangy and much more sweet mm -hmm. uh, called pupi mayo. It also comes in the floppiest bottle you've ever seen. The thinnest plastic yeah, yeah, known yeah. to man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's like sea that. turtles punching right through that plastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, which that's it's, why we know it's very friendly. It's very no environmentally friendly. Yeah, yeah. And I also put um some flying fish roe in yeah. there and some um furukake. Furukake, which is yeah. seaweed and I tasted I don't know, some elegance yeah, when MSG I hit it. And other shit. This is a question specifically for my brother here. Andrew's not here. Yeah, yeah it's all right. Cookout. Are we bringing this? To, are we bringing this to the cookout? I'm gonna be honest. The taste is up there. Yeah. But the fact that peas are in it yeah. might raise some questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people might look around and be like, all right, where the pea? Who's doing the yeah. peas? Where are these peas coming from? Would you, if you saw this sight on the scene, would you be like, who made the potato salad or would you go in? I would, I would look around. Yeah. yeah. I would look around yeah. to see. I'm not. I would take a glance. Yeah. Because there's got to be somebody watching to see who's going to, yeah, yeah. who's going to go for it. Yeah. yeah. It definitely could have more aggressive spicing. I think the one... The, that is the one I would say, if I say it, saw it unseen, and I was at the cookout, I was like, who made this? I would look around and see. There are obviously no white people here. I was like, all right, so there's going to be the... The bar, the brown is gonna be set at least at like a six. <laughs> and going in, the taste is great, very complex taste. Right, you can taste all the ingredients, all the notes. Thank you. As someone who is black and from the south, and I'm gonna say you are too because you're from DC. Close yeah, enough. yeah, Virginia, we right there. Yeah, um, I enjoy a little heat, like a little spice. Yeah, so that'd be my only only note to this. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sweetness is there. Uh, yeah, throw some paprika on top of that. You you know. Yeah, I was worried the paprika the would would fuck with the um. Like fish row. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah, that yeah. was my worry. See, that's what you, you, that's, that was the elegance. You that was, was like, uh, that was forget just the paprika, to... let's go up top. You, you try <laughs> to take it high, high tier, high class. <laughs> and then we also got a slaw that I made also with QP mayo mm -hmm. with Savoy cabbage, and, uh, which is like kind of like Napa cabbage. Yeah, yeah. And I did like the, I did like this. I'm not a big slaw fan in general, but I did enjoy this. There's slaw. a fuckload of sesame good. oil in the slaw. You know what would be good? Mm. This slaw on like a a fried chicken. Yeah, sandwich. yeah. Well, well that brings us to if you really if they that's... that that brings us to second question, which I haven't even tried all the Korean chicken. Mm -hmm. But what did I say? They were Gangnam style. Yeah, I'm a little afraid of the Gangnam style. I've been leaving the Gangnam <laughs> also, style. They they don't describe what they look like, so I'm like, I don't know what the Gangnam yeah, style. Yeah, there's could one be. regular yeah. and there's two sauce ones, and I okay. have lost. Any ability to even guess which one is and which. It's like it's a wing. It's Gangnam style, so it's either going to make you do the dance, or That's, it's yeah. going to make you like whoop. You're going <laughs> to sound. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to make the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Korean chicken is from BB dot Q Chicken, which doesn't stand for barbecue. It stands. It for does best, not. Was it best? Best of the best quality. quality chicken. Yeah. Let me say this. It's good. It is. In no world is this best of the best quality chicken. No, I think it's best of the best quality chicken if you live in K-Town and can walk to this place. Good place. Yes. But I have had better fried chicken. Korean? Let me say this. 
we we were Zig and I. The reason this is hot here is Zig and I have been having a little argument. Uh-huh. I think the best wings, certainly in K Town. I genuinely will still say L.A., even though that's going to get me murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, the the wing, the lemon pepper wings at Boiling Crab. Well, that's that's the that, that, the lemon pepper is the asterisk though. Like that's what's tying it together. <laughs> You're not getting lemon pepper wing wet outside of the South, except for K Town well, for some reason. I think yeah. if you take that off the board, K Town you know, is the South. Yeah, let's yeah. just yeah, let's yeah. just decide I've, it now. I've seen a lot of exceptionally black South. Korean yeah. Korean kids around there. <laughs> let's just call it now. Yeah. Um, Lemon pepper wet is like a, that's like, that's always going to win. Okay. That's, that's always going to win. So if we're wrong. talking dry, like just like. I think they're so good dry, honestly. They're very that's juicy. Crazy. That's, I can't do this. This is insane. I'm, I, I, listen, I've, I've been known to, uh, two things can be true. That's what I'll say about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the third moment of food cultural appropriation, which I had forgotten about. And this is just a special bonus because Jamel is here. Um. McDonald's, the McDonald's Corporation, mm-hmm. has started making mambo sauce. I, I thought this was. Joel, uh, tell us about mambo sauce. Mambo sauce is a uh, DC metro a- area staple. A lot of um, it's a it's a Chinese food restaurant. It's a it's a care. We call them carryouts, but it's always a Chinese food place. And you get wings. They got the classic wing combo: wings mm-hmm. and fries, or wings and fried rice. And you get a little mambo sauce with it. And this is the standard sauce that comes with the Chinese carry-out wing. It's a sweet and spicy sauce. It's so good for a McDonald's sauce. It is. It was so, it's like I said, it's so good for McDonald's sauce. Also, it's so much spicier than you would think a traditional McDonald's customer could handle. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is like, I could see, let's say an average white customer at McDonald's. Getting this thing is like sweet and sour sauce, whatever. And then it's, like, this is too spicy. It's for me. genuinely spicy. There was some bounce on there. Like, I was yeah. like, I was shocked. Like for McDonald's, they these are the people who had to pay what half a bill because the lady drank a hot coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You giving out spicy sweet sauce? They've already been dangerously. Um, I, I think maybe Andrew, you might have also forgot our last chicken dish was from Gus's. Oh God, wait, did I not say that? Yes, that mentioned Gus's. Gus is famous. Well, I guess it's Tennessee, but like in LA, it's a pretty much a. It's a. That's I'd say it's up there like a fried chicken staple. Yeah, um, I listen. Um, it's in the I, top five. Yeah, it is sure. one of my favorite fried chickens. Did a lot for the culture. Yeah, I I listen. I I'm drinking my water out of a little um, a oh, very yeah. faded Gus's that's fried right. chicken. World famous. I must have driven by this place one million times. Yeah, and it just never seemed open. Yeah, I could never tell if it's open. Well, um, I, yeah, it's one of those places where like the outside. Isn't great. So you're like, this place is either going to go so hard or it's going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's always on lists of like great chicken uh, spots. So like it's obviously the good. one. The, the one that I went to uh, to pick up from was the one in K near K Town outside of K Town. K Town ish. The one on Crenshaw. Yeah. So sort of like right on the right yeah, on the border. Every time Crenshaw, yeah. you know it's in. right on the border. Yeah. Yeah. And it. Could not have looked more closed when I when I went <laughs> there at five saying. p.m. It looks yeah. like it's been out of business for years. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. all the like the windows were so tinted that I was like, "Oh, they're like." But just, that is a good sign. It was. Can I, can I interject? Uh, yeah. just off of this. Um, remember that time we went to a Jamaican spot? Yes, and we also thought it was closed, and also the lady looked. Almost devastated that we said we wanted to eat. This woman the was yeah. visibly annoyed yeah. that we, we said yeah. she was like for here to go. We said for here, like, like a long pause, and then she was like, "Okay." 
So that's the energy you're walking yeah. into a place. I think that's when you're like, oh, this is yeah. going to smack. If, yeah. If you go I, to a place and you, you bars on the window in, bar, and it looks like you're buying weed in North Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. In, in 2012. Yeah. yeah. It seemed you're be, illegal you're in right to spot. be in there. You know, strong pillars of a good black restaurant, bars in the window. Yep. Looks closed. Yep. Obama portrait. On yeah. The wall. <laughs> Obama or Shaq. I think or Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, yeah. And since we're in LA, you can include <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaq. But it's so obviously, like, you can see the pixels. So it's obviously printed off by like a yeah. 200 by 200 JPEG they found online. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the kiss of like quality at a black restaurant. This is true. Um, or a Mortal Kombat 3 machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ultimate MK3. Yeah, yeah. It's like all scratched and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Paint's off. Yeah. Those are, those are big time <laughs> attributes. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so before we weigh in on whether this meal uh, improved or uh, worsened relationships between black, black folks and Asian folks, let's briefly talk about the movie Rush Hour. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. Please tell me you speak English. I'm Detective Carter. Do you speak any English? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Okay. In my mind, Rush Hour came out in 1998, directed by Brett Ratner, starring Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan. You know, a bunch of, like, Chinese character actors. Kind of no one else. Can I tell you one of the notes that I wrote down that I uh, genuinely was impressed by is... um, Yeah. They don't cast white guys like this anymore. Like there is some quality <laughs> white guy character yeah, actors yeah. in this movie. Oh yeah, oh boy, the um the the police chief, like yeah. the, the captain. Yeah, yeah. He's in some Tarantino stuff, right? Isn't he in like Reservoir Dogs or something? Probably top tier oh. white. Yeah. Like if that guy was solid. The FBI guy is quality white guy casting. <laughs> the evil British guy that was running the whole show. Uh, moi. Magnifique uh. white guy casting. Like that's like peak. They they what film released ninety eight, probably filmed in like mm. top of ninety seven. Yeah. Quality mid late nineties white cast. Here's here's a question, because I I was taking notes with an eye towards. Do you think our listeners know? Th- do do we assume everyone has seen Rush Hour? Because that was initially my assumption with how we would do this podcast, and mm. I started to get the like. I'm I, people might not know what the fuck it I is. Can, sweats. I mean, we can we have to answer that question for people that haven't seen it. But I'm going to say, if we're like just looking at the niche inside the niche of like. It was actually listeners. listening to this. <laughs> it will presents listeners. Yeah. It will presents listeners hosted by Andrew T and Cody Ziggler. I'm going to assume they're. They have. They, they have. They know what it is. But also, it's a it's a movie podcast. So you watch along with it, right? Yeah, this is true. I, I want to say it might be a 50 It might be a toss up. I mean, it's, it's an like old ass movie. Younger, yeah, yeah. younger people have not seen it, but yeah, yeah, I think yeah. everyone of color has seen it. Yeah. But my, you know, obviously my demographic is the youth. So I just worry. <laughs> that, yeah. you know, That's why you're on a skateboard right now. As my, That's as my uh, popularity doing, just doing grows and grows. Yeah, whole yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Vaping and doing nollies. Um, okay. Let's, so let, I'm just going to really briefly, the plot of the movie, it's a very by the numbers buddy comedy but i will say yes well i will say well like structure wise yeah. very tight movie yeah yeah you know? oh no the the pace of this thing is yeah, yeah. it's really it's one of okay. the greatest dvds for a reason guys yeah, so yeah. jackie chan is a hong kong cop he's on the um trail of a crime organization known as junta oh let me just interject already off my off my uh pace the this this might be the thing that jumped out to me that wouldn't maybe have jumped out to you guys they just 
do not differentiate between Mandarin and Cantonese. I was, I was about to say, like, movie. I obviously don't speak either language, but I was like, this doesn't sound like the Mandarin that I've heard my friends talk. They simply, they never have characters speaking different languages to each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. but is not ever played for anything other than, yeah. Not English. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jackie Chan speaks both. Fine. Okay, but so he... Is on the tra- uh, trail of Juntao. Um, he is the good buddies with the consul from China, which is a, is a kind of a vague ambassadory type consul of job. On. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. feels like it's not a real job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the, the handoff was in ninety nine. Is that when the uh, Brit- the I think it was ninety eight. Ninety eight. All right, so it was topical. Okay. Yeah. Yes, this is a. Um, uh, My social a, studies teacher showed us this. <laughs> <laughs> really? And then they were like, you're going on right here, right now. Yeah, July 97. Um, the two movies that now I think of that are highly centered around the handoff are Rush Hour and Infernal Affairs. Yes, yes. Which is yes, fucking crazy. Yes, yes. Um, and sort of Street Fighter? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, Sorry, too. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> oh, the Street Fighter movie? Well, maybe the movie more so than the game, but I just remember that, you know, Charlie oh, is man. much from Hong Kong and not. Yeah, this is like a British accent or something. In There's the, like a whole yeah. thing. Like they're definitely oh, dealing with Interpol and, oh, yeah. and it's like going down. The yeah. game makes a big deal of giving her the communist Chinese flag. Oh, was she trying to? So who was I from Hong know. Kong? Maybe no, I was that mean, definitely, They definitely didn't have in Street Fighter 2. Fei Long, some, I think. Someone was. from China and someone from Hong Kong. They were just like, it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, are we sure Ihanda's not from China? They don't care. care. (laughs) I'm just saying to them, they don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. So uh, the console has a daughter whose name I forgot. It doesn't matter. She's only in like Su Young. Su Young. Su Young. Su Young. Okay. Whatever you do, you're doing it for her, Chris Penn. Oh my God. All right. I'm a squeal for you. (laughs) Uh, Jackie goes back and forth between Cantonese and Mandarin for no reason. Mm -hmm. They go to LA. We meet Chris Tucker. He's a loose cannon. Can I interject two things? Please. Um, the rent, this is such a small, stupid beat, but like the forklift driver that seemed to just be doing his job, that got punched by Jackie Chan for yeah. be- bad. I mean, he was not driving safely, but like, I can't think like he was just working, right? Like he wasn't like, was he part of the, the, but he was, yeah, he was forklifting. I think just evil. On the, he was a oh, it was, he, he was a bad forklift. Yeah. Like, oh, he was like, an evil forklift guy. Oh, Cause like, oh. he just seemed like, he was like, oh, he's just like a bad driver. And like, he, he I mean, he almost killed him, but like, nah, Jackie nah. Chan know that he was like working for the guy. Nah, but. he was running, uh, he was running drugs and guns Yo, with them <laughs> forklifts, man. Yeah, okay, for sure. Yeah. But nah. he's still a union stevedore. Let's not. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to disrespect, but yeah. you know, he made some choices. <laughs> he was ruining He, hey. Yeah, so so we're in L.A. with we're in LA. Chris Tucker in his leather jacket. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, a tiny break for a fashion, a fashion discussion. His suits are enormous in this. I mean, it's like it's like you, you remember the NBA how the suit they used to be. Oh, like, right. It yes. Like, it's like three sizes too big. Oh my god! And those were already big dudes. Yeah. In suits that were like so long. There's, so wide. There's one particular draft where everyone has the crazy suits. All I know is Drew Gooden is involved. If you look up <laughs> Drew Gooden draft day yeah. suit, you'll see everything you need to see. I I was going to say, we, we might reserve this rating system, mm-hmm. but at the end of this, we might rate this... Um, how many buttons out of five <laughs> are, is this? Do we rate this movie? 
Uh, on Chris Tucker's long ass mm. suit, long ass double breasted pinstripe yeah. suit. Because he's also he's undercover. He's playing like a menace. Yeah, yeah. He uh, like I, I was I was thinking about this while I was watching it. I, I'm, I'm of two schools of thought when it came to like actually directing this movie. Is like how much of his like let Jackie Chan cook during his scenes. How much of his like I'm gonna let Chris Tucker just improvise and cook for his scenes. And when they come together, I think it may be too many cooks in that kitchen because <laughs> there are moments from like oh chris tucker is killing this like 90s comedy but watching jackie chan's comedy beat be like I, I i don't speak good english or like yeah isn't it crazy that a chinese man is singing war isn't yeah that, is that wild <laughs> it yeah to jump ahead i think i know this is a massive franchise one of the ma- most massive franchises in the world that is predicated on their chemistry i don't think they have that great chemistry yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say 90s. It's not terrible, but it is not as well, not great in this movie. You but yeah. you know what though? Hey, Rush Hour Two. Hey, come on. <laughs> she couldn't be a sequel. Them guys was on fire. Yeah. They were. Hey, they both dropped thirty in Rush Hour Two. Okay, they were. <laughs> They're finding their footing. Right. I Let's... will say, watching this, I'm like, it's it's like two halves of obviously wildly different movies that they threw together. Which is like one is like Beverly Hills Cop Four, which mm-hmm. is like, basically. Chris Tucker is so charming. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's funny as hell in every scene. He's like also like really good acting in this movie. Yeah. The other half is like police story three that Jackie Chan is in. Yeah. And they put it together and like it it works for me. Like it works when it leans into either one when it's like, all right, we're in a Jackie Chan movie that yeah. Chris Tucker happens to be in. It's great. But when it's like, all right, here's Chris Tucker talking to his like skeezy cousin. Yeah. Jackie Chan just happened to be in. Like that is mostly. This feels like a movie too. where both sets of agents had complete veto power. <laughs> and so it was like a negotiation every other scene. You know, it was like, who's, whose scene is this? Yeah. And that tells you what movie it is. Yeah. And the next scene, it's a whole new negotiation. It doesn't matter what happened in the previous scene. The, the only thing that matters is this scene now. When, when was the last time either of you have seen this movie? I think it's been since it came out. You know what? I think I watched it exactly one year ago. I think I uh, made mm. my girlfriend watch it. Because mm-hmm. you knew. I played yeah. one of those cards. Yeah. Because it's like, look, dude, if you're going to play the girlfriend card and make me go to the farmer's market, yeah. I'm going to play the boyfriend card and make you watch Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't I do that? Uh-huh. This is what we do. These are, let's yeah, let's so play our roles. That's yeah. an adult relationship. That's yeah. called give and take. Exactly. Yeah. That's called negotiation. I think oh, also I have not up. seen it since it came out. And I... um. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Another sidebar. Yeah. Were you apprehensive as I was about this movie? Before yeah, I, I went in being like, this movie is going to be so deeply racist. And it, for the most part, is only kind of racist yeah like, specifically i i did it's way less racist than i thought it's I, a billion times less homophobic than i thought yeah oh, for sure that's yeah. like barely even yeah in this first one yeah <laughs> i don't even think <laughs> yeah. like, oh, but they make up for it the second yeah one, right? yeah second one hey listen there's some stuff that takes place but yeah. this first one that kind I, of was, I was also i didn't went going in i'm like oh it's probably gonna be more racist towards the black people because i remember it takes place in la yeah. like it is so shockingly racist to like just Paying Asian people in a, in in, it, in is, it is it just is it is a little but less than I thought yeah by I, a every, lot every Chris Tucker's button for every scene is like some random Chinese reference like dish yeah. or like it, just nonsensical sounds <laughs> and then he keeps going to the next scene and like it is it's so strange because um Jackie Chan calls it out in like the second scene he's in right and then it's never commented on ever again you know what though it honestly it plays to me like 
like we like Chris Tucker comes off more ignorant than the movie like intending to be. Yeah, yeah. I think mm. thirty years after, you're like, oh, this is a, yeah. a commentary they weren't expecting. I don't know, but it's way it's way milder than I thought, honestly. And mm. it's just like it, there's just less of it. And yeah. I and I thought it would be one of those like we see it now, like it would be a lot more like. I don't understand you because of this. I don't understand you because of this. And yeah. it's like very little of that. Honestly. Yeah, there's only one wildly racist scene, which is when they. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the, wait, wait. Let's yeah. get to that. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, blah, 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 blah. Um, Chris Tucker's a loose cannon. Uh, we meet some white cops. Doesn't he blows really up half of Culver City. Blows up a bunch of Culver <laughs> City. And he's about, and he's about oh, to get suspended. That is the other thing. I did not live in LA when I first saw this movie. So, this movie makes a lot more sense now. Now that I've lived here for a little while. It yeah. is really nice to move to L.A. and then watch all the movies again. Be like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, hey, traffic. He's on 6th and Vine. Yeah. They there almost drive by my house at one point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, 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 okay, so yeah, he's about to get um, suspended. We, we meet his partner, his kind of partner that it doesn't really matter, played by Elizabeth Pena. Yeah. Who's the only, really the only other person I kind of recognized? Yeah, what else is she? Jacob, Jacob's ladder, like the big thing I think that she. Oh was yeah. Well, um, also, again, quintessential '90s, like just cop casting, like the mm-hmm. the begrudging chief, the pain in the ass um, partner who also gets a surprising arc with like the little seed of her being a very a bomb yeah she, she's back. like a bomb <laughs> disposal. She's a bomb yeah bo- a bomb squad person. It's very weird. Okay. Um, Chris Tucker, though, gets a assignment that, oh, right. Did we say the uh, the consul's daughter gets kidnapped by the, the Chinese gang? In a crazy sequence of, like, they had two fake cop cars, a guy waiting on a motorcycle to drive her and into a, a van. van. Yeah. yeah. Really well oh, I did write down. say the title of the movie. We yes. They said the title of the movie yeah. 10 minutes in. For no yeah. reason? Amazing. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, sir. It's rush hour. Boom, 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 it makes boom. No, I did write down if I were in this movie, I'd definitely be one of the um the security guys that gets capped right here. <laughs> that that feels like a real me yeah, kind yeah, of like way. I would I, I think I would be I would be pool hole extra too. Yeah. Then yeah. there's that one big nigga in like a the after after hat the goofy yeah <laughs> it was like hey maker I would be that guy yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> all right Jabel keep an eye out for who you would be mm, that's a good question uh dude we don't have to think of it right now okay blah 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 let's see uh we may, meet the white cops we learn Jackie Chan is on the way by the way I didn't learn anyone's names other I'm just gonna call them Jackie Lee? Chan and Chris Tucker the whole mm, to me it's uh-huh. still Jackie Chan <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's see. They uh, he Chris Tucker meets Jackie Chan at the airport. For some reason, he's flying on a private jet. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, they took care of him. They yeah, were they like, look. Yeah. They was like, listen, my daughter's gone. We're sending in the top cop. Yeah. In top. the country. Mm-hmm. She's flying private. My other note was the whole first act and half, first half of the second act could have been solved if he was just carrying an ID card. <laughs> if Jackie Chan just had his ID. <laughs> the yeah. whole first act doesn't, or the whole second act. That does make sense. They, 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 uh, there must be a deleted scene. He must have lost his wallet when he was scrapping that forklift guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he did a backflip and kicked him with his chair, he's just yeah, his yeah. Um, on the tarmac, we get to hear the line that inspired the whole generation. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Mm-hmm. And then Jackie Chan pretends he can't speak English for like 15 minutes for several scenes. Yeah, the first act, he's like, I don't speak English. It's a big build up to that reveal of like, it's crazy. 
in my in my memory, it's like a thirty second bit, and he basically comes clean when he gets in the car. It goes fucking forever. And honestly, like at this point, when I remember the first time I seen it, I had seen Rumble in the Bronx. I had seen um, what was the other one they gave us of Jackie Chan early? Oh, uh, that police story, uh, uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, uh, there's like two that came out like one yeah, year. Yeah, they were the trying one, to say whichever year, one right? was in Australia. Listen, I've seen them both. Yeah, and I was like, I don't even know if this guy knows English. Yeah. Everything I've seen is dubbed. Dubbed, yeah, yeah. So I'm really not sure what's about to happen. So for them leaning into this was actually really, it was like a huge reveal oh, to him knowing oh, English. Sure. I was okay. like, oh! He got him. <laughs> yeah. I'm freaking out at the house. Like, That's really him. Oh! <laughs> Stand up in the theater yeah. like, no! Get the- you crazy for this one, Radner? <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God! Um... All right, they do the Jackie Chan. Jackie doesn't speak English bit for a long time. There's like a bus. There's he a gun. on a sign, on a Hollywood sign. Yeah. He does a little bit of Jackie Chan. Okay, here's the other thing that in, I forgot. He does, relatively speaking, almost no Jackie Channing in this movie. Yeah, there's like, you can tell we're like, hey, Jackie, we need you to cook for this scene. So like, here's a chair. Here's a couple of goons and some powder to put on your feet to kick yeah. them. Like it's, it is. A, it is that Baby, was baby's first comedy. Yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He's just jumping off a building with no uh, harness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's, this is. He went from Hong Kong style to like a big studio picture. Yeah, it's just he, there's like there there's moments, but there's like less like Jackie Chan shit than I thought. Uh, this is. Did anyone clock this uh, when he reveals that he can speak English? There's a gong crash. Did you guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. The, you know, the music is also slightly less racist than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, be. yeah, yeah. Until the gong crash. <laughs> yeah. The gong crash got to me and when they go to Chinatown, like, all right, this is a little, we get where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's also like the, the reveal that Jackie's being silly. Yeah. 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 So they give us a big gong crash. It's crazy. <laughs> the beach. Oh, and then he learned, uh, uh, let's see, at, after the cab, there's a bit where Chris Tucker learns the gun disarm, the classic oh, Jackie Chan oh, yeah. gun. Because they're staking out a place. Yeah. Gun they're bit. starting to bond. Yeah. No, no, not that. That No, they do it right oh, away. Right, that, or they're he, doing it to each other. To the, yeah, he's yeah. like really trying to. Yeah. Beach Boys. Okay. Oh, here's my other thing at that Beach Boys bit. Um, I wrote down, Jackie Chan shows great restraint in not saying anything racist about hip-hop. You know what? That's very funny. I had a very similar note. <laughs> when we get to the pool hall scene, and after the, like, the first beat, I'm like, oh, I, the note literally is, this is written in real time, I praise the restraint of not having Jackie Chan send the N-word, and timestamp, two minutes later, wait, never mind. Okay. And then, yeah, the next, so the next scene, there, there, so this is, there, we're in the middle beats of a buddy comedy. They are gone rogue, and they are trying to find, they're trying to solve the case on their own. So Chris Tucker has a lead at a black pool hall. And my only note is, this is the most breathtakingly ignorant scene I've ever seen in my life. It's, they, they did some good work there, man. It is, uh, it's like impressive. Shout out to my guy, Clifton Powell, another DC yeah, guy. Yeah. The guy, uh, his, his cousin. Yeah. Oh. DC okay. legend. Yeah. Pinky himself. I mean, yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah. That, that, okay. So the premise of that bit is Chris Tucker is talking to his cousin to get some information. He's like fake shaking him down, but he is actually getting real information. Well, there's a, I will say going back to like a, the structure of the movie, I will say it is, they had much more respect for their audiences back then because they plant the seed of like Chris Tucker saying, 
do what I do. And yeah, he yeah. He says, like, what up, my nigga, like, three or four times. And they don't call it back to three or four scenes later, which I'm like, and today, this, the movie, the, the beat would be you come in, you say it, and then he just says it immediately afterwards. But I was like, you know what? That's true. If I got to give them credit. Okay. They they do, but so let in this football scene, Yeah, they let the while, beat sit for a bit. So having come in to the pool hall, yeah. Chris Tucker has just told Jackie Chan, just follow my lead, do what I do. Yeah. He proceeds to say the N word like three or call, you know, greet yeah. people normally, um, three or four times. At no point does he have like a little spark and say, hey, don't do that. Yeah. To to Jackie Chan, the man who he thought didn't speak English. Yeah. Like 10 minutes ago. See, that's my thing about this whole movie. Chris Tucker comes off the dumbest. <laughs> yeah he does come off as like cartoonishly like homer simpson stupid and ignorant which yeah. again like i don't know if that was i think that's one of those things that 10 years removed or 30 years removed you're like oh yeah this is added commentary that wasn't yeah um, applicable when it was first coming out but like, it's it's wild. it does make it an uh, easier watch with that in mind but then jackie's first big or second big fight scene he's has he has started a bar fight because he calls someone the n-word and they do, they rightfully do not like it. And Brett Ratner, a white man, puts all of us in the audience in the position of rooting for the man <laughs> who's beating people up for his right to call them the N word. Again, that scene does not hold up. Yeah. You know, under scrutiny. It is wild that he just beat a whole bunch of niggas' asses in a bar <laughs> with pure pool cues. One old man who's like really stoned as well. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like he fucks them up for. No good reason. It's so bizarre. And that's it's also, not bizarre. It kind of um, it, it it brings Jackie's character down as well because at this point it's like Jackie's the smart one. Chris Tucker's dumb. Yeah. Jackie's the smart one. And then at this point he's like, actually, maybe I should yeah. say it. Like, I wonder who's pitched that. What was it, Jackie Chan? Like, hey, Brett, I got a great idea for. Or <laughs> you think Brett came in like we need to have this? I I think. I'm just going to guess. I'm not going to look it up, even though I have the Wikipedia open in front of me right now. This was in the first draft. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah. guess. The, this is what stays. I'm going to yeah. guess the <laughs> writers were white and they were like, this is so smart. Yeah. This is the smartest thing we've ever written. Yeah. I mean, can a you lot, imagine a lot of uh, writing is white people trying to successfully say the N word. Yeah. <laughs> through vessels. Yeah. yeah. So that does make Mission sense. Accomplished. It's really that scene. That scene was they just un, unbelievable. But yeah, that was and that was his like flashiest fight scene. Yeah, because everything. I mean, there's not a lot. They don't give him a lot of room to like do his stuff in this first one. Anyway. Yeah, because he they had the the fight in the Chinese restaurant, and then the fight at the museum gala thing. But yeah. that's really it. I think that's his big. Do set, all these fight. fucking movies end at a fucking museum gala? What is well, two? It's three and a gal, this, right? No, two is a um, casino. Okay, same deal for Chinese people. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um, okay, and then, all right, let me just blast through the rest of this plot. Uh, yeah. Jackie escapes from Chris Tucker when they go get food. He, he goes to the Hong Kong consul, even though that's not where he's, or the Chinese consulate where he's not supposed to be. Um, he nearly starts a fight with the entire FBI. Again, this is a classic why didn't you just show your ID moment? Um, but whatever. Um, they get a call from the gangster. They trace the call. They do the very classic, you know, Bane style. Actually, let's blow up all the SWAT guys. I was golden the entire time. <laughs> uh, 
They chase the gangster guy. I'm Dixon Vine. Who is who is a fucking Hong Kong national with like bleached white hair. The single most conspicuous human being I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And he just rolls around this entire movie unnoticed. And like, so, you know, they're playing it like it's him. He's the bad guy. That's Juntao right there. Yeah. Was him being blonde like some like, this how you know he's evil? I, I will genuinely say my strong suspicion, and they were probably not totally wrong about this, is they were like, people maybe will remember Jackie Chan's face because we see it a lot. We have to make this motherfucker like memorable, um, and people think all Asian people look the same. I see what you're saying. So yeah. he has, he has make him pop, bleach yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to stand out. Um, okay, yada yada yada. Um, there's some C4. They sh- they shake down the guy. They go to the Fu Chow restaurant in Chinatown, LA Chinatown, which to this day. I think is it Yang Chow? I forget which I forget what. Oh, they, it's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, a, I just woke up. I, I a by humongous banner that says they shot rush hour here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a stakeout scene where okay, here's here's an actual question. Mm-hmm. Did did like black people in the '90s were they that familiar with that song "War" in my mind? In my mind, this was <laughs> Jackie Chan was like one of the few songs he liked. I would say and that's how it came out. From I mean, it's war. They got two. They got low rider in that. As yeah. far as for like black old heads, like it, it was, was known. It was known, but like yeah, it would to me it'd be like Parliament or like Ohio players would make. Yeah, more if you want to, yeah, if you want to hear something like that, you're probably just gonna put on George Clinton. Yeah, that's, but like, Jackie Chan ain't singing season. And this the is, and this is they bizarre. didn't have Spotify. They didn't have. Uh, <laughs> they didn't have Smart Shuffle. But yeah. this yeah. is like very much in a Smart Shuffle. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. You are. Who? Absolutely nothing. Say that again. You are. Wah. Who? Yeah. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. No, no, name by no war. Everybody knows war. Who? Yeah. What it is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Good guy. You are. It ain't you all, it's y'all. 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 You sound like a karate movie. Y'all. Y'all. Say it from right here with some soul. Y'all. 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 And then the other side of that is then we have to go back to we're expected to believe that the guy that knows all the words to war doesn't, doesn't know the no, doesn't yeah. know he shouldn't yeah. say the word. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> but whatever, whatever. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Ba ba ba. Um they they bond over their police officer dads. Mm-hmm. We reveal Juntao is actually the white guy from the beginning. And I wrote down good re- white evil white guy reveal. Every time yeah. I rewatch it, that first scene gets funnier and funnier because <laughs> he's just so like, oh, Hong Kong forever. Oh, oh, so I'm so happy you got your paintings and stuff back. This is exactly what I wanted. Oh, hooray! I will say I. I mean, it is so telegraphed because he's like an actual character actor. But I was like, oh, I didn't see this guy being the bad guy. I, and I should have known. I've seen a million movies. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't. I just got so lost. He's wearing up a in the, six piece suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this I is just got so wrapped shit. up in the wonder of 
you know mm-hmm. who was gonna who he's was dressed gonna... like the fucking king of fighters <laughs> he, he is dressed like he, his, his stage is like the museum is on fire he rips his state off yeah like, let's go <laughs> um Jackie doesn't get poisoned I didn't notice the setup to the poison bit but they were yeah, trying I to poison him too. I don't know because oh, wait, he, they poisoned they, they put poison in his tea but he doesn't drink it because he sees that the waitress has the hostages necklace that he oh, gave her right. in the first act. Yeah, Which, by yeah. the way, if you are um, an international crime ring and you are um, kidnapping the daughter, a high-value hostage, yeah. maybe don't give her one-of-a-kind necklace to just some waitress at your crime restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's just me. But that's what happens. That's what happens when you try and get the cheeks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to flex. And he was, he was like, hey, yo, look at this. I got this. Uh, Chris Tucker gets upstairs and gets punched. And we get the trailer moment where he gets kicked. And then still, he, still funny. It is good. Still which, funny. which one of you guys did that? Yeah. That was pretty good. It doesn't make a t- It was one of those things that, in retrospect, it's funny. It was so clearly just made for the trailer because <laughs> it doesn't really matter at all. Like, it doesn't do anything. He just gets kicked by not one of the main villains. Yeah. And then he just does his, like, which one of y'all did that? And yeah. it's like, okay. Um, Damn, drag them in. Jackie sneaks in and rescues drag him. Drag they're, king. they're partners now. They get <laughs> their smoke rat in you. That block, block, block. They get their humps busted back to <laughs> HQ. Oh, my God. Uh, there's a low point. Jackie Chan's going back to Hong Kong. Chris Tucker sneaks on a plane. <laughs> All this is way more complicated than it needs to be. But pre, pre 9-11 for sure. Yeah, yeah. There, was a lot of, there were like three beats from like, oh, this does not make sense to anyone post 9-11. Yeah. Like, you can fully oh, pull up, whip, pull your whip up to the plane. He pulls up on multiple flights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walks, hangs out. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. We get a bunch of exposition about Chris Tucker's father that I didn't understand really. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, that's just like story structure shit. You got to have. Yeah. Why are they, how are they going what, to. What is what is it? The. Uh, yeah. How are they going to reconcile? They yeah. Yeah. They, re, they reconcile yeah. their little their little yeah. difference that was going to tone. That's the wasn't point. that bad. Um, and then they go to the gala and fucking kill a bunch of. Um, gang members and one white guy. I will say the restraint for Jackie Chan not to murder anyone besides, I guess, old white guy, but like he did kind of did to himself. Like he makes a point in his fight scenes not to. Yeah. He was going to let him live. Yeah. yeah. He died because of his greed. He was yeah. holding on to, okay. Hold on to that big suitcase of that Yaper. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's when Jackie Chan put a goofy on his third eye. It's like, it's your problem King. And oh, and then we have the only classic Jackie Chan fight. Because he is fighting a bunch of goons amongst a bunch of artifacts that he doesn't yeah, want to, to destroy. That was, that was like, he called in his like stunt guys to come do that yeah. scene. Yeah. So it's very like a lot of like catch a vase, yeah. kick a guy, just duck your head around, hold up a big vase and get punched by two guys. And, and then it breaks in the end. It, it, was, yeah. fun, it was fun. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Which was comedy. Hey, we, yeah. it was pretty. Jackie being wacky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the movie. Yeah, I, um, honorable mention to Chris Tucker's fight scene with blonde henchmen. Oh, yeah. Yes. Which yeah. is a classic. Yeah. That was good. He's like, clean yourself off. You dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he does a he does a pretty cool. They, they both do a because it's a callback to the first fight scene that they have 
where they they put their guns down mm. to fight like men. But then in this instance, they both have backup guns that they <laughs> yeah. shoot each other at each other with. So it's just a draw. I will say there was surprisingly little this is how we do it in America, this is how we do it in China of it. Yeah. I thought there would be a lot more. In my mind's eye, there was a lot more like, like Chris Tucker's amazing with a gun. Because oh, yeah. that's how, you know, because in China, Wild you West kick Rocks, people. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know what? That. I bet scratches that itch. I bet I haven't seen the movie since they came out, but I can almost guarantee you there's got to be several beats in Shanghai Nights. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what you want. Wow. Why you like this? You've got to whirl around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Hi. If you didn't tell me Piss Pants Ben Bars. That's one of the, there's a bit in the end where he like they're in a prison and Jackie Chan's like, oh, I can break the bars by pissing on my pants and bending them. It, it makes no yeah, logical sense. Yeah, yeah. All right. But Owen Wilson's denim, like, his denim gets stronger because yeah. it's, it's pee in it. Yeah. Oh. And Owen was like, you didn't tell me piss pants been bars. <laughs> the only one I remember from that, from that movie because I'm like, that is that can't be true. Ten year old me know there's no reality, which that's a real thing that you can do. <laughs> call them Mythbusters. Like there's no way. <laughs> I will call them. I'm gonna call them. Get them on the horn. Okay. Here. Okay. Here's the. Here's the questions. <laughs> Uh, how do we rate the action of this movie out of out of um, five dams? <laughs> five, uh, or a guess? Would your guess like? To, I think our guess should go first. Okay, hmm. action. This is purely the action. Purely the action. We're doing action, comedy, cringe. Hmm. Are the three categories? Well, I guess I gotta I gotta give it at least three dams. Three dams. Yeah. Uh, this the scene where Jackie. Um, Goes down that huge, um, oh, that, like banner that, thing, that yeah. big banner. <laughs> That's insane because it's like, right? Jackie, he, he did that. Jackie has to slide to his death in a movie at, at some point, yeah. No matter what, and he he gives it to us every time, and it's worth at least three dams. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's out of five. That's not. That's not bad. Highest. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go okay. three. I think I'm gonna go three. I, I'm. I think I'm gonna go just purely talking action. Yeah, a solid four. Because I, I, as I was watching, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is all practical." Like they blew yeah. up this car, they blew up this building. That's true. Oh, true. Uh, That's true. They're doing wire work, but it's like it's if this was made now, like the when the. Money was raining down. I was like, oh, that's all practical. Like, oh, it was sure. made now. This is like Ocean's 14. It'd all be fucking digital. And, right. you know, Brad Pitt would be much like a croissant or where the fuck he's doing the movie. But it like, would literally um, be King of Fighters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Some like, sprites. Yeah. Just but like purely yeah. like production value was, I'm going to say Forbes because it all is practical. Huh. That's okay. true. And whoever Chris Tucker's uh, stunt double is is doing some. Oh fine yeah, work. yeah. Shout out to that man. He's yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, I might need to amend mine. Yeah, as he does too. I'm giving it. I'm giving it three dams in a bad way. Oh yeah. I damn. Feel, yeah. I just feel damn. like somber damn. I feel like oh. we could we've we could do better. Yeah. Look, you Jackie. We have seen Jackie Chan do much better. Yeah. Um. I how about I, this? I, I don't I don't that. think of it Even as in an the action second movie. one. There's a couple of stunts in the second one. Where there, like, I, I don't come. I didn't go in or come out of this movie being like what I wanted from this was action. I will say I was more impressed True. with the movie than I thought it was. Like I thought it was going to be scale of one to ten. Like I thought it would be like a fucking five on a, re- a four on a rewatch. But I'm like this is a solid studio action, especially movie. for the time. For the time, I was like I'd give it a solid. Yeah, I don't, not yet, not yeah. yet. Not oh, yet. Okay. No, no, rate the comedy. 
Oh, uh, let's oh. see. Comedy out of uh, C1 through C5. C1. <laughs> now, uh, C4 plays a way Chris way Tucker and, um, uh, and Chris Penn, I could have watched 30 more minutes of that. Yeah. I could have watched another 30 minutes yeah. of that. I'm going to be quite <laughs> it's honest. truly just like who's on, who's on first. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, having a ball. Gets me every fucking time. <laughs> when, he, when he shows, when he, the scene, when he first sees that Chris Tucker is the visitor yeah, yeah. who's come to see him, yeah. and Chris is still, he's like, hey, man, I bought your fat ass some cookies, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Such a crazy thing to say to a guy yeah. that you guys thrown in county. Yeah, he's in he was county? like, kiss my ass. It'll me all day, man. <laughs> like, he's got it. He's cooking with something. Yeah, that shit is killer. <laughs> It's worth Jackie Chan saying the N-word <laughs> every time. <laughs> they crawled so Jackie could run. Like, yeah. yeah. Comedy better than I thought, but I had very low expectations. E, True. Yeah. I'm uh, going to give it a C 3.5. Yeah. No, it's not C4. I'm going to give it a C3 PO. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll do a solid C3 as well. It was, there were moments where like you're, it's so fucking fun. And so it's just what all the thought the classic comedy that makes it work. And then it's like, Chris Tucker's going to do like a Michael Jackson impression. Like, well, that's a, that didn't really hold up. But, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> he does that twice, right? He does it multiple <laughs> like times. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess he could do it. Yeah, yeah. How, what, are you going to not do your <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. trick? Chris, we need to break it out one more time. All right. All right, Brett. <laughs> yeah. um, and then rate the cringe. You know what? I don't have, I don't have, I'm out of, uh, oh, wait, I forgot to also mention there, there's a point in the movie where it's the proposition is Chris Tucker, an adult male living in the United States in the '90s, has never had Chinese food. Yeah, before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think, yeah. For, for, for I think, cringe has got to be five out of one out of five. Yeah, he's never seen chow oh, chow mein before. Yeah. Like, it was some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. Chris Tucker's character is my biggest problem. Yeah. In the movie, just in terms of just stuff where it's like, oh, man, you didn't have to say that. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> You're sending us back. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to say that, man. So um, cringe. So the higher the number, the higher the cringe. I'm going to mm. do a th- four. Oh, yeah, Chris. Um, Chris being weird with. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Like with the partner. There's, there's more sexual harassment than I thought. Less than some movies from probably that year. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, is there another rating that we do? Uh, I guess just how many buttons out of five do you okay, rate the well, whole movie? Well, I'll say the rest. I'll say no, the I rest. don't know. I, I'm going to say four and a half. Four out of, and a half out of sn- s- just the not. Button, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. right. The big suit. The big boy suit. Yeah. The uh, Quinn Richardson suit. How many, how many buttons are you going on the suit? I. I this is the first, I'm gonna say just because it's the first one. I'm gonna say on a rewatch. Yeah, I'm gonna say solid three and a half buttons. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I was very pleasant. I laughed. Yes, I laughed at some. Yeah, stuff. yeah. No, look, it always works somehow, mm-hmm. some way. I um, watch this movie once a year, and I will again. <laughs> I'll probably give it four buttons too. Uh, you know, just because we haven't mentioned how hot Elizabeth Pena is in this movie. Oh, yeah. very formative to me. This her character has played yeah. a role in <laughs> for many a lot of the, you gotta the watch swipes J- that have you gotta swiped. Wa- you got to watch Jacob's Ladder again. Oh, okay, that's gonna that's gonna switch some. That was very troubling. Damn. Yeah, I mean, she's not troubling in it, but that movie is it's not. I, uh, I I speaking of the 
casual sexual harassment. I, the bit where Jackie Chen touches her chest through the bomb. Oh yeah, bomb resistant thing. Yeah, her she does wear a flak jacket that has boobs built into it. Which I don't think is regulation. Yeah, I don't think I don't, they don't need that. Yeah, they do not need that. that. I don't think that's how that goes. Wait, what's your rating out of button, buttons for for this a total? Mine, yeah, I'm gonna give it three three point seven five. Three, oh, okay, out of five buttons. On right. two. I gave it all threes, and then maybe I gave it a two for cringe. Yeah, yeah, and okay. then that somehow makes it a four overall yeah. for me. That's all about expectations. Okay, yeah. and then the, the final two questions of this podcast: Did this movie help or hurt? black the black asian uh relationship i guess i have to say it somehow helped yeah well because this is i think i out, agree it's coming out right after she went down in la that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, things were not great yeah. it was like in the aftermath this, so these were my two timeline things i was trying to put together it was after the la riots which was i would say probably the contemporary low point for you know, Asian yeah. and black folks. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was also after Adult Swim had started playing anime on mm. on the air. Which, really? Which oh, Zig really? here has mentioned as a formative moment for him. He <laughs> does. No, come on. People can't see me. I have short shirts on and blonde he hair. He got the Kuwabara. He looked like yeah, Kuwabara. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those are, the, those are the two cultural things I had pegged, which is I recognize very irresponsible of me, but I didn't have that much time to do research. <laughs> I'm going to say it helped. Yeah. Because, like, the target audience for this would be like my ignorant black uncles. Yeah. And I'm sure because of that, they went back and watched Jackie Chan's library. See, this is why it was like, it's, yeah, it definitely, I think it did some good community outreach to people who were never going to reach out in the first place. I think my racist ass parents definitely were like, okay. Jackie's Chan has at least one black friend. Yeah. So maybe I should too. Yeah. That that would be my barely guess. Okay, and then the final second and final question or the third question, I guess. But the the second real question is um did this meal set things set it improve things or set us back? I think it was successful person. It was successful. I think really potato salad. I'm not I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't bring it to a cookout. I understand. I'm not an idiot. No, I mean, I think add the spice to be good at cookout. I want to say the sort of third unseen hero in all this, I think it did a lot for DC culture. Hey, mm, you know what? Yeah. The guys, mambo sauce. Yeah. Come on out. Try some real stuff. I'll, I'll take you guys yeah. to uh, Eddie Leonard's. We'll go to Yum's. Yeah. We'll go to Yum's on P Street or I'm something. about it? God see, damn it. See if y'all get some, some of that real deal. McBeal. Get a uh, go-go mix going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, it's it's great. Just, There's a, a Metro PCS on uh, Georgia Ave that just sells go-go tapes. It's actually, it was like a big... Oh, uh, fuck yeah, yeah. So they, okay, this Metro PCS was always selling go-go tapes. And they would set up a speaker outside uh-huh. and play go-go all day yeah. until sundown. Yeah. And then as the city begins to get gentrified, people are starting to complain about Man. the speaker. Yeah. And then it was like a, um, there was like a, like a, like a war going on. Mm. The new tenants and the Metro PCS. And like, then they made them put the speaker away. I mean, like, and then not, everybody it, got pissed. And then they shut the block down. Oh, shit. They threw a go-go. Oh, let's they, go. In the street. They shut yeah. down the entire, the biggest, like, throughway in the city. Like, imagine if they shut down 
the, the fucking Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> and it was and it was two thousand niggas outside yeah. <laughs> listening to a band you'd never heard of. Yeah. Chicks throwing ass harder than you'd ever seen. Yeah. And yeah. And then they let them bring the speaker back. They were like, basically like, we'll do this every week. Yeah. Until you give us the speaker back. Oh, I I, lo- oh. I I love that because I haven't been to DC in maybe ten years. But I haven't lived in Atlanta, so this is like my barometer for like what a black city is. But like, right? It's not when I tell you DC is like so black and it's like the hardest B you've heard in front of like the word (laughs) black. Like I went to a club, I I saw more niggas in this club than I have at a family reunion. Like it was (laughs) wild, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Damn, I remember I went to a club. What club I go to? I went to like a Biza. And I saw a dude I, I hadn't seen since elementary school smoking a blunt yeah. in the middle of the... I was like, man, this is sick, dude. I love this, <laughs> I love this place so Chocolate much. City, man. Yeah, this place is fucking incredible. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's black as shit. Everybody's black. All the bus drivers is black. It's yeah. like the whole infrastructure of the city yeah. is black, which is like, yeah, you don't realize how crazy but, that is yeah. until you leave. Yeah, it's, it's solid. I mean, it's statehood for D.C., right? Right. They'll never give us that. <laughs> but And Puerto Rico. <laughs> so I misheard that for a split second. I thought you said stay hood, DC. I was like, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, they're going to do that. Yeah, wow. I was like, but stay hood. That's, no, how, no, that's no. how I'm ending this Stay fight. hood, absolutely not. But <laughs> stay in hood, yeah. We're going we to try our no, best. Stay hood, yes. <laughs> they, uh, we are attempting. This is so, This I think this, this last question looked better on the document than it will in real life. Because mm-hmm. the last question is, do you understand the words coming out of our mouths? <laughs> well, <laughs> I did understand a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say about 98, 99% of them. I think that made us laugh when we wrote this document. Yeah. But, I mean, we're not doing this in real life. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Now, look, we're so done. This is the pilot, so we, we, we work out the, yeah, the, the, the keys. Figure it out. Right. We're figuring it out. Uh, but first of all, I guess as we dismount, uh, first yeah. of all, thank you for coming over tonight. Thank you for having me, bro. Um, is there anything you like to plug or people should check out? People can find you. Um, the Airbuds podcast is coming back. It's a new NBA season. Our man, Mike Benner. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Me, Mike Benner. Peter Moses, we're uh, back uh, back in the saddle talking uh, the shooty hoops. So check that out. Uh, it's at Airbuds Pod. And then, um, I don't know, man, I'm I'm somewhere else. Yeah. Catch you on TikTok occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. find me profile. one day. Fire I will TikTok. be shooting a basketball. <laughs> uh, anything for you? Do we do we need to plug for this? I don't know. No, I, got this going is, on. I mean, we're going to be plugging this from this shit that, that we're at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. If, there's no way someone winds up here. Without already no, doing no, one no, of the things that true. we're about to <laughs> say. Yeah, I'm like, who is this? Who are these two upstarts, Cody Ziggler yeah. and Andrew T. So I don't know. Good luck. If yeah. you just randomly found this and you've listened this long, you you can find us. You can find us. You're, uh, you have more wherewithal than we do. Yeah. Well, uh, that's th- it. Great show. Thank you for coming on. Thanks Thank you to Silent Producer Matt yeah, uh, Apodaca, who has rightfully not spoken anything that we demanded. Yeah, um, I was over here eating wings the whole show. I ain't eat, never seen a producer say, eating is, wings the whole this, show. This half of the table is so undeniably black. <laughs> just like, Matt is just posted up in the cut. Wings are stripped. <laughs> stripped, and Clean. he's got like, oh, his mambo hasn't been touched. I mean, some notes on that, but. All right, well, we're, we're going we're gonna to have, have the mambo discussion off mic. We did it. Do You Understand the Words Coming Out of Our Mouths is produced by Andrew T. Cody Ziegler. And Earwolf. Our producer is Matt Apodaca. He's right here. And our engineer is Alex Gonzalez. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you made it all the way to the end, you're a beautiful person. If you're not hearing this voice, go to hell. Earwolf Presents is produced by Earwolf, Amelia Chapelo, 
and Cody Fisher. And of course, podcast daddy Colin Anderson himself. The Earwolf Presents series is hosted by the one and only myself, Jacquees Neal. And our theme music was engineered and sung by the amazing Jordan Duffy. Special thanks and shout outs to Jeff Gross and Aaron Nestor. And for more information on Earwolf Presents, visit Earwolf.com and follow us at Earwolf on all social platforms. <laughs>